Meredith. Hi, listeners. Tonight, today, whenever you're listening, we've got some really cool folks on a couple, actually, an audio couple. We've got Anli Wong, who is a music editor for streaming content at Marvel, as well as Disney+. Plus. She also does re-recording, mixing, mixing for music and directorial projects, things such as that. She is joined by Devin Kerr, Good Hertz co-founder and principal DSP engineer. So if you don't know Good Hertz, they put out plugins. They know their stuff. Hi, Mary. They know audio. It's really, really cool. People with that kind of expertise talking about Wilco because, yeah, self-explanatory. It really is. We'll go ahead and get into it, and you can just sit back and enjoy. Hey, Anli and Devin. Hi. How's it going? Good. Are you a fan of the band, I think it's pronounced Wilco? Indeed we are. (laughs) How did you get into Wilco? I can't remember, actually, but I know that the album A Ghost is Born was coming out like right as I was a freshman in college, and I became aware of that album and listened to it a ton. And then also Wilco played in my college town at this awesome auditorium that's there in Ann Arbor called Hill Auditorium. And we went to that show and it was just... By we, you mean you and other people. I was not in the picture at this point. That's right. (laughs) Me and my college dorm mates went to this show and it was totally mind-blowing. At the end of the show, I think Jeff stood at center stage with no PA amplification and played a solo acoustic song and it was just totally incredible. And I think I've, yeah, been in love with them ever since then. That's a gorgeous story. What about you, Anli? I know them because of Devin. (laughs) So I had a very classical music upbringing. My parents didn't really allow me to listen to any pop, rock, contemporary music. And so when I got to college and especially into the sound engineering program, I started being introduced to all of this music and all of these bands. And when I met Devin, one of the first things he did was just load up this USB full of all these albums and all this music that I'd never listened to or heard of. And a lot of that was Wilco stuff that he loved. And then as immediately I just like glommed onto a few of the artists and we started buying LPs and just listening to them all the time. And I think the album that I was really drawn to at first was Yankee Hotel. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I just listened to the album on repeat on like the bus. I would take the bus into the campus and stuff. And I was just always like blasting that on my headphones. And that was like mind blowing for me having coming from a classical background. But then uh, what was the next album that came out? Yeah. What is the album with Born Alone and I Might on it? That's the whole love. The whole love. Yeah. The whole love. We got that LP and we played it in our living room, we would just sit in front of the tower speakers and just listen through the LP through from front to back. Yeah, you sort of reverse got me back into newer Wilco albums <laughs> as you discovered them because you were also super into the, it's like the solo album, the Suki Ray yeah. album. Yeah. Which I ended up loving too. That's a beautiful album. Yeah, and then through the rest of our relationship, they've kind of just 
been there with us. We saw Jeff's solo show first, the Suki Ray tour with his son. Then we got married and we played two Wilco songs in, in lieu of a ceremony. <laughs> in lieu of a ceremony completely? Our ceremony ended up just being like a private lunch with our immediate family. Mm-hmm. But we have friends that came like from internationally and across the country and so we didn't want them to feel like they just came for a dinner party essentially so we put on a band performance because that's actually how we met playing music for one of our classes and it really felt like a callback to like you know hauling all your own gear getting your instruments there and putting on a performance for your classmates and your friends we picked two Wilco songs that were just like feel like they encapsulated our relationship very well And then just recently, or was that last year? I finally went to my first Wilco show. Of the full band. Yeah, of the full band, which Devin's been to many of them. And we just never had an opportunity to go in all this time. And we finally, finally went. That's really cool. Mary got to see them too. On this most recent tour? Yes. uh, I saw them in Napa. I used to live in Northern California. At an outdoor venue, which isn't my favorite place to see music in general. The sound just is never as good as it is in a venue, but it was still really fun and it was a beautiful night and we're standing pretty close. So it was fun. Nice. Yeah, that's nice. I feel like some of the LA outdoor, like the bowl and the Greek are are pretty good. Hollywood bowl sounds amazing. The bowl is good. The bowl is good. This was like a temporary stage they set up every summer in Napa, like by the riverbed. It's actually really cool. It's like under a bridge, essentially. It was more like a festival setup than like an outdoor venue that's like made for music. Gotcha. I remember when I first met Devin, one of the first thing I noticed about his house, which was like a studio house, was on the second floor, which was the tracking room. There's a poster on the wall of like this human figure with a warhead going down, its, it going into its mouth, which is a Wilco poster from East Lansing, I think, when they played there. Mm-hmm. So that's also very iconic in my mind. Nice. Yeah. You've had the merch all along. <laughs> oh. Very obvious question that I almost forgot to ask. What were the two songs you played? Oh, um, You and I and The Whole Love. Yep. Ooh, The Whole Love was the second choice. (laughs) You and I is kind of obvious, eh? Well, I think that you had told me that in a separate conversation before. Gotcha. But The Whole Love was the one that I didn't know. And that is a cool choice. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks. for like a getting married song yeah 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 i like it i like it very much okay so getting geeky from an audio lens what are some of your favorite sounds they've achieved over the years or is there any gear you covet or techniques that you've been inspired by i mean there's a lot of stuff how much time do you have <laughs> <laughs> hear it some obvious ones for me are like i had the dvd for i'm trying to break your heart yeah yeah that's so cool to see them in the studio see the mics and i remember seeing like a sure sm7 with the foam removed and ever since i saw that i always did that like on guitar cabs i guess i had heard of people putting it on sung voice but i mean it's kind of known as a radio mic but a lot of jeff's vocals were i think on sm7 And so I started doing that after that. It's kind of a gnarly sound, not like the prettiest vocal mic. You know, it's kind of part of, I don't know, the honesty of some Wilco sounds. That was definitely one of them. 
I'm going to have to borrow that one because I'm speaking into an SM7 right now. And I have used it to sing for the directional quality to like sure. muffle, you know, yeah, kids in the background and stuff. Um, yeah. But I've had people sort of politely tell me that might not be the best mic for your voice, but yeah, sure. maybe I could play around with it. I don't know if it's the best mic for Jeff's voice either, but it like, <laughs> it really works. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all the time there are just like these sounds while we're listening that I'm like, oh, and then they just like slowly go into the psyche of the next thing informs everything. I think for me, I just have this very visceral memory of listening to radio here on the bus and hearing noise in that way and having it be kind of grating, but full and pleasing and Again, I had never been introduced to like rock music. At that point, Devin will laugh at me because I really like Led Zeppelin now, but I used to think of stuff like Led Zeppelin as like noise music. Um, But like that was my first introduction to being like, oh, these sounds feel so good. And I feel like a lot of my aesthetic now leans toward that, to being like very full and very visceral and not necessarily like pretty. Yeah, some of the nastier sounds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that album is kind of folk music with a noise section behind it, which is so unique. Yeah. If you look at a lot of my creative choices while mixing, a lot of it goes back to that. Yeah. That leads into another question. Do you have any projects that were directly or indirectly inspired by Wilco? Well, I mean, they're very directly in that they're covers. (laughs) (laughs) so one thing that his parents appreciate and when we have time to do is that we record a song for his parents as a gift that's the Um, sweetest thing yeah the last one was a cup rose right yeah and those are always really fun because we're not performers we're engineers i'm you know we're kind of on the other side of the coin for that. But we are both originally musicians, even though not at a professional level at all. But it is fun to get in the studio, very low pressure, and you know, set up a mic, sit in front of the computer, because we don't have a tracking room anymore, and like find a plastic bin that's a good kick sound, and like, <laughs> you know, play around on the piano and try to recreate our versions of these sounds with what we have. Oh gosh, I want to hear about that for hours and hours. That's so fun. Yeah. Any other inspirations? I don't think so. I mean, I I guess I used a lot of Wilco songs as mastering or mixing references. Yeah, they're like the first three tracks on your mastering playlist. The rest. I probably the most played song on my Spotify is "Born Alone," which a lot of the Wilco stuff was mastered by Bob Ludwig, who's like the best to ever do it. I loved how that album was mastered. I feel like just because we know the Wilco stuff so well, sonically too, it always ends up on, even on my mixing references, even if it's a different genre, even if it's something else, it's always just there to tune my ears. Totally. Which ones do you use? So you use Born Alone. Which ones do you tend to come back to only? I think, yeah, Born Alone is a staple. Wilco is a staple. Yeah, Wilco the song the song yeah we'll go the song yeah it's funny 
being in LA now, it makes me think of the Midwest to listen to Wilco. Like makes me feel like home sort of. It's very like you it, that music was made in Chicago. You can tell for the most part. And we're both from Michigan. Right, that's the added context needed. Yeah. I think that we could pick up on that. That's cool. And I think that they have a place in Michigan that they go to, the Tweeties. Oh, really? I think so. They did cool. some Tweety shows from there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Maybe you were neighbors and you didn't even know. <laughs> Do you want to talk about anything that you're working on now for people who don't know your work? Anything that's exciting or that you would love to work on? That was like four questions in one, but you can pick <laughs> the one you want to answer. So right now, the majority of my time is spent on music editing for film and television. One of the shows is called American Born Chinese on Disney+. Plus. It's a Fox TV show, and that one was fun because it takes a lot of the characters from childhood fable stories from Chinese like culture and Chinese literature, like Little Red Riding Hood or something. But there's this story called Journey to the West, and there are these characters that every kid has grown up like hearing about and knowing. And there's these characters in this American television show now. Their world collides with like an Amer Asian American high schooler. And so that's a really fun show that I worked on. And the composer, Wendy Wang, did some really cool music for that. I'm working on another Marvel streaming show. And that's really cool because it's just such a huge production. And there's just such large resources and such legacy and, and history and story behind it. And also a lot of people who get really excited about those titles. So that's also really fun. What I would like to work on. I have a lot of passion projects I try to do on the side. I haven't had too much time for that recently, but I like to work on stuff where I feel like it's a story or a voice that the world hasn't necessarily heard before. And so I try to contribute to that by either, you know, mixing albums and music and making their message as awesome sounding as it can be or doing re-recording mixing or like film mixing for up and coming directors who have a unique perspective on something. They tend to be minority females that I end up working with. So I would love to have time for stuff like that again, but it might be a while. That sounds really cool. You're going to um, keep me posted. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess for me, by day, I'm a software developer doing DSP for audio plugins at the plugin company Goodhertz. And so we're always working on new cool plugins. I hope some of those end up coming out in the fall. I would say that's pretty much it for me. I did just recently master an album. The last album that I will have ended up mastering in our old studio before we moved for Theo Katzman, which definitely there's probably some Wilco-inspired sounds on there. And so that was a very cool project and probably the last thing I'll get to master for a while as we start thinking about building a new studio here. Ooh, yes. You're building a studio? We plan to. We're in Anli's cutting room right now, which is her music edit space. So that's kind of like a mini studio. And then our plan is to build a bigger studio in the like lower level that has kind of bigger speakers and some surround capabilities. And then we can just swap whenever each of us needs that type of room. We've always been kind of lucky because we're both in sound or I was getting into sound when I met you. 
and your house in Ann Arbor was like this fully integrated where like one of the bedrooms was the control room and the upstairs was the tracking room and you had like a bunch of cables running through all the ducts and and the server rack was in the basement and so it's like integrated in the house. I think all the places we've lived, 50% of the living space is audio space. That's the ratio you should aim for in your domestic environment. So we're only at 25% now. <laughs> you need to up it. Oh, that's so cool. Have you ever developed a plugin with Wilco in mind? Not consciously. <laughs> you run Wilco through all of them. Yeah, it is definitely one of my test songs. I think they have the plugins. So I don't know if they have used them on anything. You need to know. Yeah, I would love to know. Yeah, you'd love to know that. Yeah, you know was, Spencer wrote into you. Yeah, I was made aware Spencer had used them on some stuff. Oh, um, yeah? Yeah. He wrote into you and told you that? I think, I don't remember exactly, but I think so, yes. That's pretty cool. He is really cool, and we've had him on this podcast, too. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when he made mic cables a while back? No. I think he started like a kind of side company that made extremely high quality mic cables. That's um, really rad. And did like a Kickstarter for them. And we have some of them. They're just my favorite mic cables. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I think they use, I think it's Conway Electric cloth wrap on them. Yeah. So they kind of, you know, they have unique woven patterns. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Probably don't make them anymore, huh? Probably sold out. Well, dang it. You don't have a Wilco preset? You know, I probably don't. We'll have to fix that. I'll fix that for the next release. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, that that's like an obvious one for Toop, though. Yeah. Yeah, that plugin would be perfect for it. It's like right under your nose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we try to do historical things that kind of are universally known. I think Wilco is at that point. Are they universally known? Yeah, they should be. Yeah, okay. For like gear home recording people, I think for sure. Or professional recording people as well. Yeah, I'll make it happen. I haven't talked to anyone who doesn't know who Wilco is. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to tell when you love something That's so much. True. You're like, well, everyone loves this and That's knows this. True. Yeah. Well, we're on a campaign to make sure that that changes if that's not already the case, <laughs> I would say. They played for Obama's campaign thing? I think they've, yeah. That's when a... I was like, oh, everyone does look up. And what did Jeff do the Black Eyed Peas cover for? That was for charity. Was that one of those auctioned off uh, shows he did? I think so. I remember. Yeah, and he was saying, like, if you if you Google his name, that's the first thing that comes up now. Yeah. Did you guys watch him on Seth Meyers? I did, yeah. Yeah, he talked about it on there. That was cool. Oh, man. This has been such a joy, you guys. Thanks so much for having us. I think yeah. our time is coming to a close. What would you love to see Wilco do in the near future? If you were to assign them something to make for you, just for you. Oh, just for us. Great question. This is like such a useless answer. <laughs> but the first thing I thought of was oven mitts. <laughs> well, those would be, that would be great. Dude, their merch department, they need to know. Well, 
the reason is because there's this other band we like called The Books. It was really just, it was two people, right? Yeah. And Devin was an early fan, and one of their merch items was Hobbin Myth, and Devin was like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I would love to get some Wilco oven mitts. They did pencils like a uh, couple yeah. years ago or something, and I got them, and I was so happy. The little functional thing. functional merch items are the best because then you actually use them in real life. Yeah, yeah. They what they do is just so wonderful already. I feel yeah. like they've really enriched our life. Yeah, no notes from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've been selling stuff from the loft, like on Reverb.com. Yeah. Oh, have you guys ever tried to grab no, any of that stuff? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so if they could do that and then just, you know, make the prices like a tenth of what they are and then we could buy a bunch of stuff and model it and make it into plugins. You should use that to try to jump ahead in the queue. <laughs> Be like, uh -huh. actually, I need this because then I could model it and give it to you all. I feel like that's a reason they wouldn't give it to me. Like, <laughs> you're going to steal this sound and bring it into the digital domain. Well, I think you'd have a lot of people who'd be very grateful. I forgot one thing. This is not related, but another Wilco-related experience we had was the first time we came to L.A., we went to see John Bryan at the Largo, and Nels happened to be his guest that one evening. Yep. Oh. Yeah. So that was really cool because Nels just, you know, did his thing and wailed. <laughs> That's incredible. Did was it like a moment where you felt like coming to LA was meant to be? That was like, this is pretty wild because I think there were probably only 30 people in the audience. Yeah. And so it was a rather small crowd and then Nell showed up and we were like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And they're just improvising together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a pretty unique experience. That is a unique experience. I mean, 30 people in the crowd, that is kind of something that that Wilco, a.k.a. Nels, did just for you. <laughs> Thanks, Nels. All right, guys. This has truly been a pleasure. A-plus fans give you an A-plus in your fandom. Thanks. We'll have to chat and catch up and hear more about you guys. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. But... That doesn't have to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fun. That was really, really fun. There's two of us and to interview two people, a little bit of a different format than when it's just the two of us interviewing one person. So I appreciate the, the nuance. <laughs> yeah. Little pairs. We, it was like we were playing doubles. Like this is a little tennis match. Yeah. In a way. In a way. Yeah. You know what I liked? I had. What did you like? I liked that they were unapologetic whole love fans. I think it's pretty great. Agreed. I also love that album. They represented the whole love. They even had one of the songs at their wedding, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, you can check out on Lee's projects on Disney Plus. You can check out Devin's plugins at Good Hertz. He's on YouTube as well. You can see some of his videos he's made explaining his plugins. And as for us, guys, 
Wilco will love you. Oh yeah, that. But also email oh. oh for us. I got ahead of myself. That's okay. You were just excited to say it. It feels good to say. I feel like we can't say it too many times. No, no, we can't. It's we kind might of say the whole it. point. We might say it again. Oh, we definitely will say it again. But in the meantime, you can email us at wwlypodcast at gmail.com and you can follow us on Instagram at wwlypodcast. That will be where we update you of new episodes dropping, other fun things that we might post as like bonus content. You never know. We might have some pretty cool stuff to show you. Yeah. Another way you could know about episodes coming up is to subscribe. Give us those sweet, sweet subs. And rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. Right. Apple Podcasts being one of the many options. If you rate and review us on Deezer, you know what? I don't ever look on there, but we'll take it. Can't hurt. Can't hurt. Whatever you want to do. We appreciate you granting us the kindness of it. That's all. All right, Mary, it's late where you are. It's not too bad. You still have sunshine. I sure do. Well, you have no more sunshine. Uh, all right. Get thee to bed. You guys too. Listeners, go to bed. Whatever time it is where you are, go to bed. Even if it's six in the morning. Get back in bed. On your commute, turn you around. Here. Go to bed. Maybe that's exactly what someone needs to hear right now. So maybe it is. Ooh, what if this inspired like a massive walkout where everybody's just like at different, well, it'd be at different times. Can't, it's not synchronized. Dang it. What if it was though? It would be pretty crazy. We prompted just everyone going to bed, like John and Yoko of our age. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you never know. Never know. But you know what I do know? Wilco will love you. That's right. And listeners, by now, you should know that too. That's right. But you know what? The repetition doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. No, it doesn't. Okay. All right. Bye, listeners. Wilco Will Love You is co-hosted by me, Mary McLean Mellis. And me, Meredith Hobbs-Coons. It is edited by Greta Stromquist and Meredith Hobbs-Coons and hosted by Simplecast with theme music by Adam Nash. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss an episode.